Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play podcast. Every episode microplot is a complete adventure with a beginning and an end that fits into the overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these adventures in any order, can skip any you don't enjoy. Today, we're playing a game called New Edo, a game where cyberpunk and Edo Japan collide. We played this game only once last year, and it has a lot of rules, so a bit of a disclaimer, we probably won't do everything perfectly. If you enjoy these mechanics, you can find New Edo on salty-games.com. Build your own New Edo character and play a game with friends. Speaking of friends, today we are joined by Guvo. Hello, I'm Guvo, a large frog creature. I seek death, glorious death, and a good sandwich. <laughs> and Arby. Greetings. Um, Arby is currently, he has his homemade phaser, which is essentially what looks like a cordless razor, and he is tinkering with it at the moment. Uh, I am a pale, nearly translucent-skinned uh, human-looking figure, dark black hair, violet eyes, uh, and I wear an, a worn olive drab flight suit, and I have a fire-breathing kitten's tattoo on my right forearm. Hmm, thank you. And now for a quick synopsis. You, you both took on a job from Pearl the Sea, a former FBK adventurer who became a warden of the multiverse. She detected a mysterious anomaly in an alternate version of Draws, that's this, this universe's Earth, with a power level that threatens the multiverse. Pearl promised you a reward for its discovery. A machine that can be used for personal recreation as well as collect money for you over time. After accepting her request for help, she transported you to an alternate version of Draws, where the version where magic and technology have combined to create a cyber world that bends to the whims of one's beliefs. You find yourself in the FBK Guild Hall, but it's a bit different than what you're used to. The walls, floor, and ceiling are lit up with flashing neon lights, displaying texts and images you don't quite understand. The musky smell of cheap booze coupled with bubblegum-scented vapor hanging in the air does little to cover up the stench of dead fish coming from the kitchen. Unrecognizable instruments playing from a high-tech music box are occasionally drowned out by the sound of motorized carriages passing by outside. You see a glass glo or glowing glass jobs board with text that only appears when you approach. <laughs> this new world, <laughs> like the smell is amazing. <laughs> I wonder if those fish heads come with a soup. <laughs> what do you think, Harvey? I do not require biological nourishment. I found the travel here quite disorienting. However, the sights and sounds do seem quite appealing. Mm. It looks quite like from where you're from, I imagine. <sighs> How did you come about? Did you come from sort of futuristic world? The AI that forms part of my personality was trapped inside of a large space station. I traveled through many different worlds before arriving on draws. Did you ever go to a world made of cake? Unfort I would like to go Unfortunately, there. I often was stuck observing from a distance and never got to actually experience firsthand the sights of different worlds. You must have met many dangerous things along your way. 
This is true. Asteroids often pelted the outside of the space station, causing quite a lot of physical damage to the hull. I don't know any of those words, but I'll trust what you're saying. Waiter, do you have anything I could eat? Um, He's going to yes. shut um, down some sort of waiter. An alternate version of, I forget her name, the usual wait, or the sir. Nusi. Nusi? Thank you. Nusi, an mm. alternate version of Nusi uh, hands you, hands you a plate of fish heads. On the house, I heard you wanted some mm. fish head soup. Mm, look, these look delicious. What type of fish does this come from? Um, your typical Nicomoy carp out from out from the mm. pier. Sounds delicious. I will sit down now and eat them. Darby, please join me and watch me eat, because I know you don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like stuffing his face with these fish heads, one after the other. Crunch, crunch. You can see his eyes bulging with just deliciousness. Arby, you can tell that this, these face. fish head, this fish head soup was literally just the the garbage waste, but he was wanting it so badly, she just gave it to him. <laughs> I have, he is enjoying it. I have seen many humanoids consume food for biological sustenance. However, your enthusiasm is very impressive. Yes. These are delicious. Do you happen to remember, Guvo, if Pearl had given us any direction as to what we were supposed to seek once we arrived? Not that I can recall personally, but I may have been thinking about sausages. (laughs) You do remember it comes to your head pretty quickly do you remember that oh, she, i remember now <laughs> <laughs> that you were instructed to look at you know take on the look at the jobs board for further instructions uh only the jobs board apparently. continue to enjoy your sustenance and i will check the jobs board on the jobs board text there's no text it's sort of like back home where there would only be job notices for that only you would be able to see and take like they would be, they'd it's be magically it only appear for you. It's sort of the same, but only but when you approach the screen, it's a large computer monitor, and it's for the most part blank with a few ads and whatnot. But once you approach, you see um, a text box appear when when I when you when you specifically approach it, and it has mission directive: find the mysterious anomaly with multiverse threatening potential. Current leads. One, the robotics manufacturer Sparkworks Limited has ordered a ton of robotic parts for an unclassified project. Um, number two, a local tech scavenger who squats by the pier is searching for the wreckage of a spaceship from an urban legend. Uh, and they, it says by, by the pier. Mm-hmm. Like like a like a water pier. Yeah. A dock essentially. And those are the two, the only two leads. Oh, there's one more, and the third one, number three. The gang in control of the Coliseum says that when the champion spills the blood of their 100th challenger, they will ascend to godhood. When who spills the blood? Their leader. Mm. Or the champion. Does it say what they're up to? What number are they at currently? Not, it's it a, well, oh, it doesn't say currently. You can imagine that, they, okay, so that they're, they're not, at like 90, 99. Yeah, you can imagine it's going to be soon. Because mm. they're announcing it. Well, not the sound of that. 
And that's it for the leads. Let me know if you need me to repeat any of them. Probably at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Sparkworks Limited, Samikabat Robot Factory. An urban legend spacecraft is near a pier. And then some and a gang at a Coliseum. The leader is challenging people and wants to go to godhood. I might be wrong. You, you got the short, short and long of it, yeah. <laughs> Tried. <laughs> wow. Long While the time. prospect of a gang killing a hundred people or spilling the blood of a hundred people and ascending to godhood m does sound like an imminent threat, I personally do not believe this premise makes any logical sense. So I believe the other two would be the more crucial leads personally. What do you think, Guvo? Mm. I do like the sound of that Colosseum challenge. Guvo wants to die with honor and may find a good challenge in this leader. In my analysis, most humanoids avoid death with every fiber of their being. It's curious to hear mm -hmm. that you desire the embrace of death. Yes, <gasps> glorious Jeff. I've seeked seeking I can't speak. I have sought it for many, many years now, but no one has been strong enough to give it me. I'm guessing the manner of the death plays quite a role in your desire to seek death, because death itself is not actually that difficult. It has to be a glorious death. <gasps> one with a crowd, preferably. If you wish it, I will I will join you in visiting this Colosseum to see if we can achieve your death. Mm, you're a good friend, Darby. Here, have a fish. It just pushes it towards your face. Uh, They're very delicious. <laughs> Trust me. Arby looks at it quizzically and then tries a bite of it, but it tastes like nothing to him. And then he just kind of like pretends to chew a little bit out of politeness and then pushes the rest of it away. Mm, nice, isn't it? It is better than most sustenance I have tried in the past. Mm. Which one speaks to you the most? Which job? I have a particular relationship with a tech scavenger that has tried to disassemble me in the past. So mm. it makes me quite suspicious uh, to see it listed as a lead on this list. Mm. Which one is that? The tech scavenger looking for a folk legend piece of technology by the pier and or dock. Mm, the spacecraft. So perhaps in that order, we go to the Colosseum first, then seek the tech scavenger, and then last of all, we'll go by Sparkworks Limited. Mm, but what if I die? <laughs> you won't have any help. <laughs> Maybe we should do that last. Or are you hoping that I will die so I won't get in the way <laughs> <laughs> of your <laughs> quest? The, the order you propose makes much more sense than the one I initially imagined. I merely wanted to help you in assisting you in your goal. I appreciate the help. Let us go and find this urban spacecraft thing. I'm sorry, this futuristic thing isn't really how I think. But I will try my best for you, Arby. Excuse me, madam, can I have these fish heads to go? Preferably in a doggy bag. 
she has like a bunch of she's carrying a garbage bag and she looks at you it's like oh i have it right here here you go <laughs> about to throw it away all right perfect doggy bag and everything <laughs> a good size as well this will keep me going for a few hours might I request we double bag it as the aroma might be quite pungent and alert people to our location? Mm, good point. Yes. Madam, please double bag. <laughs> Paper and plastic. Paper and plastic. It was dripping a bit of mysterious fluids from the bottom, but now it's not. And <laughs> it it's it up. very much not making too much of a st stench. But it is very obvious <laughs> this is... This belongs in the trash, but <laughs> at least to Arby. You definitely know she was throwing away some really bad garbage. <laughs> but this, it's not all garbage. It's mainly just fish heads and like the blood and guts and waste in a nice, and a nice tasty soup is what you call it. Mm. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> another man's trash is another man frog's dinner. That's the way I like to look at it. Well, on the bright side it is very nutritious. I believe fish mm. heads have a lot of nutrition in them. Fish brains. Mm -hmm. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yes. It is? Mm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay, so no one does. <laughs> All right. Well, you'd get calcium from the bones. Mm -hmm. You'd get eye juice from the eyes. <laughs> protein from the brains. There's lots in there. Eye juice. Vitamins. <laughs> one of the vitamins I learned about in elementary school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the fundamental tastes in cooking. Well, I is a, is a, is a sweet eye juice. Like vitamin A, B, C, D. There's yeah. got to be a vitamin I somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Only in fish. <laughs> okay. Let's go find this spacecraft. So with what little familiarity I have. So the we're in an alternate version of Nicomoy, but with the peers... I'm guessing I would try to go in the same location that I knew them in mm. in our dimension. You walk out mm. and it's generally the same layout, but everything looks slightly more futuristic and more Japan-esque. It's very much sort of the the setting of New Edo, the game we're playing. But it's Nikomoi. Mm, it's very it's very bright out here. <gasps> so much lights everywhere. You could even say that your characters are wearing a bit of matching garb for preparing for entering this area. Mm -hmm. Nice. If you decide to think about that, but if not, it's no no big deal. <laughs> we got RB already as a robot, so <laughs> we're an android. <laughs> he fits in fine. On, on his way out in. of the um, guild hall, he looks at the coat rack and finds a a very pleatherish duster. <laughs> Puts it on. <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> perhaps mm. this will allow me to garbage. Perhaps clothing. this will allow me to blend into the uh, attire of this uh, alternate version. I think you blend in better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a medieval peasant. I, I just <laughs> compared to these. I just wanted an excuse to wear a trench coat. <laughs> cool. All right, uh, so, so Gubo will always also put on the trench coat <laughs> to match him. <laughs> we are the trench coat people. I like this leather. It's very nice and flashy. How tall is your character, Gubo? Uh, five foot five. Okay. Well, it's five. No, sorry, it's five two. Okay. Five two. Generally, like medium short. size, medium 
preacher. I thought you might be around yeah. three foot. I was going to say the trench coat drags <laughs> on the ground. But no, this, yeah. this worked. Yeah. I should have made him shorter, but I just... <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah. He's more white. He's think he's just as wide as he is tall. Mm -hmm. Ooh. So it's probably like, it's very tight on him, this trench coat. Mm. It's probably made for like a, a <laughs> normal sized humanoid creature but yeah he sort of like stretches through into it splits at the seams <laughs> uh, and he goes mm, i look good in this just a little twirl around all right let's see about this tech scavenger mm -hmm. onward so which did he say which pier we're supposed to go to or just the pier the pier the pier okay let's go to the pier then you head towards the nearby pier where you see piles of metal junk strewn about the place you hear the sound of banging metal coming from a pile of junk carved out like a cave. Flickering orange light shoots out from every bang. Above the opening is a neon sign with a few letters flickering in and out, reading Ramona. It's as I suspected. This what is your this suspicion? Ramona character wants me for my parts. Mm. Who is this Ramona? She I, I believe she comes from another dimension as well, but I'm not sure if this is... The an alternate version of the Ramona I know in our universe. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess we will find that out. She mm -hmm. she comes from a from what I understand, she comes from a barren world that was destroyed by technology and she's using trying to attempt to gather things to get back to her time and fix what happened there. But in order to do it, she wants to disassemble me. Do you know what part she seeks from you? I'm not entirely sure. It would be good to find out so you can hide it. Um, or kill her and get over and done with it. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go and kill her. Let's, let's cut this. <laughs> let's cut out the middleman. Do you suggest an ambush? Mm, maybe. <laughs> I get the feeling you are more of a... Uh... I am wearing a now coat that will hide me in this new world. <laughs> Yes, let's do it. <laughs> I, I get the feeling that your approach is usually more uh, blunt. Direct. <laughs> blunt, direct, definitely the same thing. Let's go throw some fish heads at her and see how she reacts. Perhaps I could sneak to the side and you approach her at the front mm. in the maneuver that yes. the Zarthan 4s call a, a wrenching maneuver. Mm. Then do the Zarthan five. We do it. And Guvo sort of wanders off. He has no idea who he's looking for, uh, <laughs> but he's uh, confident and stupid enough to just go ahead. And it will start shouting, I am looking for a person. Hey, Ramona, do you know who she is? Or who they are? Or who he is? I don't know what the difference anymore. I can't really tell the difference anymore unless it's a frog. They'll just start asking random people in the pier. Do you know Ramona? <gasps> With a stench of fish. <laughs> oh, so you're ever present. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the guys at the dock pinches his nose and goes, Oh, you you reek. Oh. Uh Ramona? Yeah, she's over there. She she's she uh looks she buys parts from us. Anything that's good. Uh but I haven't I haven't seen her in a while. She's hold up in her in her cave over there you can go you can go and try to sell parts to her i don't think she's got a lot of money though but she might have mm -hmm. something 
thank you. And he pats, slaps him on the side of the shoulder. And it's a little bit fishy. Oh, and if you're looking for... He didn't wash his hands. If you're, if you're looking for parts to give the, to sell the Ramona, you can try the Robo Waste Yard over there. But be careful, there are a lot of dangerous robots wandering around. They're, they're all on the fritz. Gotta watch yourself. Thank you. Thank you for your advice. I have a robot friend, so I don't think I have to worry too much. Oh, man. You're... Here is a fish head. Oh, uh, oh, dude, no. <laughs> no. Fish head for your trouble. But you have a robot yeah, friend it. that's awesome. Wish I had a robot friend like yeah. you. Uh, maybe you could be friends with us. <sighs> um, RB will uh, go back up to Guvo and say, I, I've just had a good idea with your discussion with this individual. Perhaps you could pretend to take me prisoner and sell me to Ramona. Mm. Mm. That's a good idea. And at the last moment, I could escape my bonds and attack. I like the sound of this. It sounds dangerous. Will she kill us? <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> she will certainly attempt it. Mm, hooray. <laughs> Let us go then. Here, look. And he talks to the guy who he was talking to. Look, this is the robot friend of mine. His name is Arby. This is our new friend. What was your name again? Oh, my name's um um Billy Cockpit. Joe. I got it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my name my name's Billy Cogsworth. Nice to meet this you. Here he is. Nice to meet you, Mr. Cogsworth. <laughs> this is our new fishy friend, Billy. He can help us. If we need it. He said so. He wants a robot friend, and I think that's a good bargain. So this is your robot friend. Nice to meet you. Greetings, Billy. Man, you sound super he official. <laughs> I have... you, wor you work at, uh, at that Sparkworks Limited? You look like you come from there. No, I do not work for Sparkworks Limited. Currently, I'm I mean, employed I... by the fire-breathing kittens. Oh, okay. So you're like a mercenary. Yeah. Ramona's like a mercenary too on the side, but oh yeah, if you're able to work a Spark Works Limited, I hear you get like good benefits, like free dental. <laughs> Great for a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I do not require much free dental services. work. An oil change twice a year. Billy's kind of not there, but he's trying his best. <laughs> he wants a robot friend. Yeah. He's just sounding out the things he wants in his job, but uh, <laughs> can't get them. <laughs> Billy, have you had much interaction with this individual, Ramona? Uh, yeah, she's really cool. She's really nice to everyone, and she gives the best deals she can for spare parts. But like I said, she really got really kind of went quiet recently. Started getting into this weird urb urban legend about some some wrecked spacecraft. Everyone knows about this urban legend. That what that one day a spacecraft fell from the sky and Nick and Moe was built over top of it. Mm, interesting information. But like I said, mm. that doesn't make any sense. We've never had any idea of like a spacecraft around here. But a lot of strange things have been happening around here lately. Like there's a cult that well, there's a cult like... that's over there on the beach beach side over there that worship this thing, uh, this this weird uh this this weird guy called atlas a cult what is this atlas do you know he's this apparently they this guy that carries the world on his shoulders 
and they've made statues of them, but they're real dangerous. So I wouldn't go around them. I mean, you guys look pretty strong, especially you, Mr. Robot guy, uh, Arby. Yeah, that's your name. Yeah. But yeah, I'd stay clear away from those guys, especially since there's only a couple of you. Mm, you thank you for the heads up. There, there are a bunch of strong guys at the Coliseum if you can rally them together, but I don't, I don't know if you'd be able to get them on your side. I believe our second We're, stop was going to be at the Coliseum. Mm, I see death, Billy. <laughs> I want to die gloriously. <sighs> and this cult sounds very interesting to me. Man, you guys are actually thinking about doing it? Yeah, let me know. I want to watch. I do not desire death myself. I, I wish to assist my friend Guvo in his untimely end. <laughs> well, Arby and Guvo, it was nice to meet you guys. I got to go back to uh, um, looking, scavenging around for stuff to sell to Ramona. You guys take care. Oh, yeah. Uh, like like I say, be, be careful around that cult. And if you're looking for parts, go to the Rubble Waste Yard. But be careful there as well because there are some, some crazy robots that are on the fritz and out to murder anything that gets bought gets close to him. Billy, are you sure you do not wish to join my friend Guvo in seeking death? Oh, I don't want to seek death, but it'd be cool to watch. <laughs> if you go to the Coliseum, let me know. I want to watch. You'll be my first port of call, Mr. Cogsworth. <gasps> anyway, Arby, let us go ahead and find this Ramona. We need some sort of shackles, though, to sell the idea that uh, I have captured you. Maybe we could find it at this waste yard place. Perhaps. Make it more believable. I like the idea of this deception. Mm. Billy, where is this waste yard that you talked about? Over there where you see the giant piles of of like metal and waste and plastic. And you look over, it looks like it's a like a look like it's an entrance to a junkyard, and you just see a bu- huge piles of just waste. Spilled over from all the industries. It looks like a landfill that was over, double, triple overfilled. Because <laughs> mm. hmm. should we go over there then? Head over and try and find something to uh, shackle you. Together. Sure, let's go check it out. Oh, okay. Thank you, Billy. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. So he waves goodbye. He goes back to his stuff, and you guys head towards that robo waste yard. You walk through the gates of the condemned junkyard with rusted metal and plastic strewn about. Hunks of what appeared to be the remnants of some high-tech craft jut out from the ground. A deep fog barely obscures the red lights coming from shambling robots armed with weapons. Is there somebody on guard at the door? No, it's actually, like I say, it's a condemned condemned junkyard, and these robots are just kind of hobbling around the place, not really noticing you guys. And there's some spots in the area to look for things. So you guys could go ahead and make um, a perception check to look for them. To make a perception check, you roll your perception plus either investigate or there was a second skill. I don't think either. I don't think either of you have those perception skills. So just be perception. Mm. So what's your perception number? You'd roll a d10, d10 equal to the 10's place. Mine would be 1d10. Uh, mine's 2d10. Okay. So each of you go ahead and roll your 1 and 2d10. I got a 14. 9. Sorry. 14. Sorry. Sorry. 9. 9. Google, you find a really good spot spot to look for it, and you 
Mm-hmm. I would imagine bringing Arby over to investigate an Arby with that 14. <clears throat> you're able to find some actual good looking shackles that would fit your arms. There's, there are these high tech, um, high tech, uh, cuffs like handcuffs that would be used to bring in criminals and it was thrown away, but it's actually still workable. And you could actually be able to break out of them if you needed to. So mm-hmm. they work well enough to where they look like they're legitimate, but then you can get out of them if you need to. All right. So yeah, I would latch them as best I can. I would latch them so that they would easily come apart if I mm-hmm. if I wish them to. Now, while you guys are doing that, I need to make a roll. Let me check. All right. So the highest rolled against. The- oh, each of you. I'd imagine you're trying to sneak around these robots. So go ahead and roll a stealth check. And if you don't have the stealth skill, it would be reflex. Um, can I do so? Is it just so? Should I do reflex plus stealth? Yes. Or is it? Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. okay. So I need. To, I've got really good. Some for some reason, Guvo is really stealthy for this one. I get a lot. Two d ten and an eight and a four. <laughs> I am not as stealthy. I got a ten total. You got a ten total. Yeah. Okay. Eighteen. Wow. You guys hear like uh beep, beep 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 as you hear one of the robots coming around, but it goes beep 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 beep. Mm. It just got real close. <laughs> yeah. It was really close to nosing you guys. I would imagine Arby, you are digging through and you hear that beep beep. And you just stop, just robotically stop, like you are still you're still as a machine. And then uh-huh. it just keeps going, then he continues searching. So nice. it was real close. It got a nine. Oh so so Guvo basically just puts his shield on his head and just hunkers down. Become, becomes like the he's junk. a piece of trash. <laughs> becomes <Exactly>. trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he smells of fish, so perfect. perfect. Yeah, there's yeah. no scent about it. Yeah, it just smells like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you just narrowly uh, escape being caught by one of those robots, but they're everywhere. You're awesome. able to find some shackles, and they look pretty strong, especially in high numbers. Mm. there were about three of them in the immediate area you were in, but you were able to Ooh. escape with those shackles. Awesome. So then I guess I would uh, put them on and we would head towards Ramona. Mm-hmm. So you are going to oh, explain how you're going about this. Okay. So we've shackled Arby. Um, we've somehow obviously gotten out of the, the junkyard uh, carefully as we can, obviously continuing on with that stealth success. RB is shackled. I'm holding him um, from the back, holding onto the, uh, like basically pushing him along. Um, him, I don't know if he's a he or I don't know what he is. What he, he, him is fine. I think. Okay, so he's a he. He is pushing him along and we're going to push him towards um, where we were told by Mr. Cogsworth. Um, and try and play up it a little bit, being like, you know, slap him about a bit, you know, tell him to move faster or slower, you know, just really sort of putting in that bullying um, to make it look like I don't like him and we've had a problem, we've had issues together, I imagine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Be like, move faster, slap. Slow down, slap. Who told you to walk that fast? Pulls him backwards, throws him to the ground a little bit, drags him along, you know what I mean? Just mm. really trying to ham it up as best as but possible. Well, if you... Um, if you're going to do that, go ahead and roll a performance check. Ooh. That would be presence plus performance. Arby doesn't See really have a deceptive gene, so he's just going to be 
Arby and he's going to say, your, your commands are very confusing and contrary. It is very difficult for me to do two <laughs> different things at the same time. Be quiet. <laughs> We're trying to be polite. <laughs> Just do what I tell you to. Um, so my presence is a D10. And then you said performance. Is that a skill? Yes, that is a skill. But if okay, you don't, so don't have it, have you would that. just roll presence. Can I roll tactics? Oh, as a I also be tactical mm -hmm. in the manner in which I'm dragging him along. Mm -hmm. That works too. You Thank can you. roll tactics right. in place of. And tactics, I believe, is savvy, a savvy skill. So, yeah, yeah you can is, roll yeah. savvy yeah. instead. That works. Oh, sounds okay. Uh, I say I'm still D10. Uh, ooh, that is terrible. Oh, no, it's not. That's a seven. Uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Overall. 10 overall. Okay. Yep. So you... Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so you're walking into uh, Ramona's hideout. Inside, you see a Divican woman hammering away at some metal. She stops to pull up her welding mask to get a good look at you, revealing her red skin, black hair, and yellow eyes. She looks and says, Yo, uh, wait, are you... Oh, is that one of the robots from the junkyard? Wait a minute. I don't... Hello. Wait, you're bringing... I have something to sell you. <gasps> something you want, apparently. Well, you definitely put on a show... Put on a show that makes it look like you... Wait, is that thing still alive? Is it trying... Mm, I captured him alive, yes. But he's still armed. Wait, it's in a holster. No, it's not. What? And she looked very confused. Damn it. <laughs> this fierce warrior has captured me. I gave Look, up. I bound his arms. <laughs> Turn him around. <laughs> she looks at the shackles and says, but they're broken. I mean, yeah, they're held together, but he could just break out of it. No problem. I can't. I can't afford good ones. I'm doing my best. Can't you leave me alone? This warrior's prowess <laughs> was evident from his appearance, and I gave up willingly. He did, I promise. She looks... Do you want him or not? <laughs> She's looking up at you, looking at the shackles, looking at Arby, and she just cracks a smile and just cackles. <laughs> All right, I don't know what you guys are up to, but you definitely abused me. What's up? Uh, I'm selling him for money. Well, would one, you like it? One, no, you're not. And two, I don't have money to enough money to, for something for a for a robot guy like that. That you know, that powerful looking. Wow, you look state of the art. Like, I what kind of parts were you made up from? Guva, I'm not sure this is the same Ramona. She must have a different attitude than the one I'm used to. Mm, so you don't recognize him? Points to mm, Arby. No. I don't recognize the... Wait a second. Can I get a good look at your eyes real quick? She takes a look, talk, directing it to Arby. Yeah, Arby would look at her. So she squints, looks at the eyes and says, Oh, I've... Whoa. I've seen that purple... Whoa. Are you... Wait, are you from that cult? She kind of she kind of braces up, uh, braces up a bit when she asks that. Like she's getting ready to grab something to fight, but you say no. I do not have any affiliation with a cult. Hmm. Um. Yeah. They. They've got. They worship this thing called Atlas, and they. Ha and this shrine they've got, it's, it glows the same purple coming from your eyes. There. I was just curious, but seems like you have no affiliation with them. That's fine. Um. Yeah. So 
what do you got what do you guys want exactly well we weren't entirely sure how you would respond when i arrived in the shop but it seems you are quite friendly uh so i would like to ask some information from you if you have it oh what what do you need to know we heard that you were looking for a piece of technology an urban legend that perhaps crashed into the nearby water yeah yeah so you've heard there's a few possible locations you can it's it could be at but they're all dangerous um i'm looking for it as well so uh we could try to infiltrate one of them now but it'd be hard to with just a few of us um we really need to rally a bunch of strong fires to help get to those locations what exactly is this craft that you are looking for uh, the urban legend is uh, like thousands of years ago, a spacecraft from from a, a universe long past crash land where Nicomoy is now, and then Nicomoy is built over top of it. But it's been years since then. That's the urban legend, at least. That's why so. That's why all this weird magic, the the way the way magic is is the way it is. But every, anytime someone tries to dig further down, they they hit. They, they're not able to go go any further. And all you desire is parts of this craft? Well, not just parts of the... I, I'd like to get parts of the craft, but really I'm looking for a, a way off of this planet. This planet is... This this planet's become, turning into a hellhole, and I'm trying to just get off and find new life out, out, out in space beyond. And if it's a spacecraft, then that, that would do the trick. Hopefully it's still able... You can I'd still be able to fly it. That's my main goal. Exploration Everyone is a noble goal. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. Oh, well, thank you. It's better than being called a crazy by the locals. But they sell me parts to, that, that that I uh, give give them or pay them good money for. At this point, I'm just willing to give away anything for any leads on how to get to the spacecraft. Have you ever gone to a different dimension? Uh, no, I've never gone to a different dimension. I wonder, I've always wondered that spacecraft has the technology to do so. I'd imagine it's a spacecraft that can go to space, but I wonder if there are different dimensions out there you know, in the stars. She kind of s- steps out and looks, looks out into the, to the sky outside. Mm. Yeah, um, give it turns to RB and he's, like, is he going to say, he'll turn to him sort of quizzically thinking um, and saying, Mm. There isn't much difference between them, but they have different routes to the same end, by the sounds of it. Yes, I believe so. However, I find this version uh, much more appealing. I also, friend mm. Guvo, believe I see a path forward for our mission. Mm. What is that? I have more information for you, but I would like to share it with you at a different location. Mm. Okay, we're going to go now. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh talk to, talk to me later uh, so. how do we get in contact with you again um i'll just be Without here at my workshop you guys have really inspired me to start I don't, I don't know working working on something to to look for that spacecraft yeah talk talk to me whatever if you find any more leads let me know mm. okay here's a fish for your troubles uh, uh, no thank no thank you would you like this? <laughs> it is the height of rudeness to not accept somebody's offer of food. It's garbage. <laughs> How would you desire these, that is my these shackles, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh I've got I've got some I've got some creds here for you. 
and she offers you like a handful of this weird currency that you're never going to use outside of this world. <laughs> what what does it look like? Just they they look like USB chips. Best way I can describe them. Mm-hmm. Like USBs, I but mean, like a handful of them. Can I get some food instead? Uh, yeah, I've yeah. He, here you can have uh this half-eaten sandwich and bag of chips. Mmm, tasty. Yes. Thank you. That is much better than this weird metal things. He passes the money back to her. Ramona, I, I do wish to encounter you again in the future. Oh, yeah, certainly. And with that, I will, uh, Arby will head out. Mm-hmm. Same. And uh, when we're outside, I will look to Guvo uh, mm. when we're out of earshot. And I will say uh, the artificial intelligence that powers my consciousness was... Uh, downloaded from a space station called the RB or the Atlas Space Station. Mm. Uh, also, the technology and power core that make up my body were scrapped together from remaining parts of the space station. I mm. believe the Atlas they're referring to is some either an alternate or original version of the Atlas Space Station that somehow transported itself here. I'm not entirely sure, but I didn't want to allude to the fact that I might be a piece of this technology. <laughs> Wait, if there is a version of Ramona here and in our world, maybe there's a version of you underground and there's a version of me somewhere. We could kill each other. That would be pretty good. (laughs) Cut out the middleman. I'm curious, would would we continue to remain in this universe if another version of us has appeared? Guvo just goes blank for a minute. He's he's like, got an idea. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. If I could kill this Guvo and travel to another dimension and kill the other Guvo, I would be the ultimate Guvo. <laughs> new character. Uh, I have a new path in life. <laughs> new character path unlocked. Would you destroy all Guvos? Guvo Highlander. Hooray. <laughs> Would you draw power from the execution of other Guvos? I don't know, but I need to know if I can. Brilliant. Let's go find this other Guvo. <laughs> it just becomes so single-minded. <laughs> Can't stop it. <laughs> That's great. Um, I believe that I believe that the information we have gathered this far is alluding to the fact that we would need multiple people to enlist their aid in order to deal with this technology that is possibly world-altering. I don't know whether we are supposed to destroy it or reclaim it. Mm. Oh, um, you are supposed to just um, identify it, actually. Mm. Hmm. You're supposed to identify the... Oh, let me pull it up here. The main quest was to... Um, the main di- mission directive, find the mysterious anomaly with multiverse threatening potential. You just need to find it and identify mm. what it is because Pearl what? detected it, but doesn't know what it is or if it's actually, it has, you know, the potential to be <laughs> multiverse and uh, multiverse ending, mm. but wait a minute. What if you are the thing we're supposed to find out a different version of you? Well, we must kill you. (laughs) (laughs) On guard. (laughs) 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 My new friend. (laughs) 
Considering I am new to consciousness, this would be a very disappointing outcome for me. It would. Not for me, though. Um, But what if if there is another version of you with more awareness under the ground and has spent many years plotting <laughs> he's just his brain is just going to a fog at this point he's like he just can't comprehend this level of like <laughs> he thinks about food and death that's all he thinks about like this this is going too far for me. i've got a headache oh this is hurting my head if if there is a version of that the space station underneath the surface the chances of the ai being still being powered at this time are probably mm. very low however i believe i could reason with it the issue would be if someone got a hold of the technology and made use of it for illicit purposes. Mm, exactly. So we need to go and find this spaceship under the ground. I get the feeling, though, that we might need to enlist the aid of these bloodthirsty gang members who wish to spill the blood of a hundred beings. But wait, we don't even know it exists. Maybe we should talk to this cult and see what they think about it. Maybe even join them and then go on the adventure. The prospect, prospect of studying a cult firsthand would be, is very appealing to me. Mm. So I agree with this course of action. However, I do not wish to delay you from meeting your mortal death at the hands of bloodthirsty gang members. No, I've changed my mind now. I want to die. I want to kill the other Guvo. We will find other Guvo at another point. For now, let us focus on you, my friend. Very well. Other Guvo will come. He will feel my presence and seek the same thing, I hope. Very well. Onward to the cult. I I suggest we perhaps witness them from a distance at first to see how they interact. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Lead on, my friend. With that, I guess we'll head towards the beach where we heard that the cult was hanging out. Mm-hmm. You approach the location of the cultist camp. They have a tall wall of scrap metal around their camp with small mounds of scrap littered around the place. Cultists are gathered around a strange idol that appears to be hum- a humanoid carrying a planet on its back. A shrine house can be seen at the opposite end of the camp with a violet light emanating from it. And Arby, you feel a strange, familiar presence when seeing this violet light, almost though as though you're looking at yourself. Mm. Mm. And these cultists are armed with guns, and there's one cultist that looks like that looks bigger and stronger than the others, wearing a kimono and has a katana, and he looks dangerous. Mm. Uh, what? Mm. Just by head count, how many would you estimate? we see here you see around six including the leader that's not as many as i thought that's just what we can see mm-hmm. could be way how more. big are the um structures in the area the structures there's just the one main structure which is a shrine which is glowing that purple and there's a bunch of small mounds of scrap littered about the place and then large walls surrounding the camp Oh, so we're outside the walls. We can't see inside the walls. Yeah, you're outside the I walls you. and you're looking in through the entrance. That makes sense. Doesn't seem to be anyone guarding the entrance, but there does seem to be plenty of armed cultists uh, just doing weird worshipy things. Do they have a uniform? 
uniform uh no they seem to be just wearing what whatever whatever the normal clothing they would have on it's not it's sort of just rags and just dusters and whatnot are we talking like uh, seem, Mad Max style road warrior kind of clothing? Or? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like that. Worshipping a weird, a weird metallic idol of like an Atlas figure holding, sort of the Atlas holding the world on its back. Yeah, thing. And the statue <clears throat> is inside the walls too, right? Yeah, it's inside the walls as well. Mm. What do you think we should do, Arby? I'm not sure. I am not very good at deception. Clearly. Mm. I'm very good at banter. I could banter them. Let's go and join them. Um, perhaps we just inquire about membership. Yeah, exactly. I like I. You've got the uh, you've got the purple eyes. Maybe you should lead. <gasps> they may think you're already a part of them. <laughs> we don't know until we try. Very well. Let's walk forward and see. Onward. So you walk forward. You said you have banter. Banter is mm. a social skill that's used in conjunction with other like social skills. So if you were to start trying to socialize and make checks, you would you add banter to add or subtract depending on there are certain skills you get with banter. I forget what they're called, but one allows you you spend legend to add to a social check and you spend one to subtract from an like a bad guy social check. If you're trying to mm. pretty much, I think it was called, you've got them listed somewhere, but mm. you can choose to do one of those. I don't know if you guys have that word in America. Banter? But banter, yeah, banter. But in, in England, you've got bants. You've got bants or banter. You know what I mean? Like banter. <laughs> but it'd be like how well you can talk with people. So mm -hmm. yeah, it kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like how, how familiar you could be. You can make jokes about certain things and they'd understand what you're saying. So yeah, I, I get where. I don't believe from. Arby has any social skills. I have but no what social is Arby, skills. What's Arby? What's Arby's <laughs> presence? My presence is only fifteen. Uh, okay, so you're going to need help. <laughs> but don't worry, you'll be rolling your presence and having Guru pretty much being your being your wingman. That'd be, that'd, I'd be that's the talking. I'm your little minion. <gasps> that would work. You don't talk much because you're too important. <laughs> if if you wish, I this is acceptable to me. However, I am willing to discuss things. Let us see what happens first. Then we can make plans. So what is your approach? Um, Arby, without any other direction, is just going to walk in and just see how people react, I guess. <laughs> He's kind of... Not really, he's not really sure how to deal with this situation. So he's just going to walk in and kind of. The, he gives me to walk to the guards first. You walk see in. See what they say. And some of the, a couple of the cultists, you guys know, I don't know if the listeners would know this, this meme, the soy pog, where you got the two guys pointing going, yo, whoa. <laughs> Like they start doing that at Arby and like they are all get up and kind of gather around Arby kind of excitedly and they don't ah. really even notice Goo. And then the leader walks and That's says, hell, so who are, who are you? Are you the one we've been waiting for? This is my master. He is a very powerful robot. We seek entry. 
would you permit us to sit and talk to you? We have very much same interests, and uh, we like cults, and he's very good at... He's got purple eyes. I see. He's really struggling. <laughs> um, so... Arby, the only experience experience he has with this kind of thing is uh, a planet called Ancient Aros, where uh, religious affiliation was determined by the color of people's clothing. And he remembers how some of the like their processions uh, went about, and he's just going to make a generic kind of hands down, open like open palms, non threatening sort of <laughs> pose, as if like I come in peace. <laughs> And he's just going <laughs> to stand there, silent. Okay, so this will be the beginning like of your up, presence like, check. <laughs> and Guvo uh, hyping you up. So while I have Arby... He's hype, man. <laughs> while I have Arby do is roll presence. And then Guvo can roll um, banter, which would be a presence plus banter to... Oh, banter is reflex. I've got here. Oh, reflex. Oh, that's, that's right. That's I right. I think it's reflex. It yeah, is that's reflex. Why I took it. That's right. Yeah. So you'd roll reflex yeah. plus banter, and yep. then you'd spend a certain amount of temporary legend to add to add that roll to to Arby's roll. Oh, you want me to spend legend for this as well? Uh, yes. It, the skill to add it to it, I forget what's called. You would, yep. I think it's three legend, or I forget how much legend it costs. Let me look it up real quick. It should be okay. yep. in skills, reflex. Oh, I shouldn't be talking. Chime in. That's what's called. And it costs seven legend. So you subtract seven legend from your temporary legend. Could I also to add to add your check to his presence okay. check? Oh, that's interesting. Could I also burn some temporary legend for this role? It says you can use the power of your temporary legend to increase contest skill rolls. As you focus your will to succeed, to do so, you must declare in advance how many points you'll spend up to a max of five. Yes. And that does, so it costs five legend, and, you, and what what do you get from it? Uh, it gives you a plus one for each point that you burn, so... Oh, okay, so you're burning five temporary legend? Yes, I will burn five okay. temporary legend. And I'm going to flavor this as I'm flaring my eyes, like the, the light in my uh, eyes, because I have ocular implants, I'm going to make them mm -hmm. glow... And I'm mm -hmm. going to roll. Okay. So I just did my roll. I rolled my first 10. Hooray. So I get to roll it again. Oh, yeah. And another another 10. Nice. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. That's hilarious. Okay. So that would be 47. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. <laughs> I got a nine total. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. So that adds so that's together. With 40, with, you said 47? 47. With... <laughs> With nine, great. Yeah. <laughs> so with all that combined, yeah, they definitely the cult, all the cultists, including the leader, get down to worship you. But it's only you're just standing there with your eyes glowing, your arms stretched out, and Google's hyping you up, and they're all just they're all taking it. <laughs> He's awesome. Look at him. <laughs> just look with at that, those with eyes. that hesitation, to say, please, please follow us, master. To to your shrine and they bring you to that to that glowing purple shrine or that oh glowing God, they... that shrine that uh yeah. shrine that is glowing that purple or that violet glow coming from it so do you enter 
Yeah, I will. Well, Goober's go going to whisper. I'm, I'm sorry. Goober's, it's all right. I was just going to say, Goober's going to whisper to uh, RB, being like, oh, God, I think they think you're a god. Oh, no, this isn't going to go very well <laughs> when they realize you're not. <laughs> all right, let me read this. Okay, so you enter the shrine. Inside the shrine is a strange white machine emanating an otherworldly violet energy. It sits in the back of the room and feels larger than life. And on the top, it looks like it has this bowl indentation as though something belongs on top of it. It looks like something like a large sphere would fit perfectly on it. Mm. Is there any sort of interface that I recognize or is that the only outward uh, appearing? Where is the light emanating from? The light's emanating from the outside and it does appear to have an interface. You could roll computers to interface with it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would flavor this as I have a sort of like a, you know, the device that R2-D2 like emits out and plugs into things. I have something like that on my hand and I like plug it into the, like a data port sort of. And this is savvy. Master USB connector. Yeah. (laughs) I got a 15. Oh. Ooh. Nice. So what happens is the the interface turns on. You're able to put in some search queries. What would, what would you like to ask it or punch in for like a search query? Um, I would search for any references to a Guvo in this universe. <laughs> yes. Ask <laughs> for Guvo, and it pulls up a map. Like it's sort of like a 3D spectral map of the area and it shows Nicomoy and it zooms in on the Coliseum and it shows in the center of the Coliseum. It shows <laughs> this weird alternate it shows a dot showing Guvo, and then you can see underneath it, everyone in the cult starts to gasp when they see it. You see this glowing purple energy underneath the Coliseum, as though something's there. And when you go to click to see what it is, it says missing link. And they all start to cheer. You found it. (laughs) You found the missing link. We needed to activate this machine. And then our God will arise. You have been sent to bring him here. I didn't realize uh, when you described it initially that everybody could see what I was looking at. I thought I was seeing it myself. No, they're all here with me. Um, okay, so I want to go into. I'm sorry. I want to incognito mode. <laughs> <laughs> I should have installed a VPN. <laughs> yeah, quick delete history. <laughs> you can flavor it as they're not in there with you. No, no, it's fine. I just okay. Is it being like projected out? Yeah, it's like a projection. Oh, it's projecting onto like a. Yeah, it's not a computer screen. It's so, actually a light projection. So, coming so from this the is like a Tony Stark thing. computer type situation where it's mm-hmm. like three dimensional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the next thing I would look for is, um, well, I would just be, I would try to interface with it to see if it has any familiarity to me. Like, does it, does it feel like I'm talking to myself? It definitely feels. You get the a very general sense of familiarity. This feels mm. when you start working with the system. Since you once you turned it on, start working with it. It feels like you've been here before, like you've worked with this before, like you recognize the projection. You recognize just sort of the the locating device. 
like you under, you understand what it's telling you and it feels very second nature is there like any, a memory this missing link part i don't know anything about what it is but it's a piece of the craft i'm guessing it looks like it's a, it, from what it's relaying it looks like it's a piece of the craft that fits in i mentioned there was like a like a oh. dome spherical slot it looks like something that fits in there mm. and it's beneath the coliseum from mm. what's gathering. You just happen to see it because it zoomed in on what would you ask for Gubo? Gubo the altar Gubo's in the Coliseum and you happen to notice the uh, the what they were looking for underneath the Coliseum as well since because they have a scope of the entire world. So the Guvo that I know, does he have a particular skin tone pattern? Is is he just green or is he like Greenish brown, sort of like mottled. So he's got a black hand as well now. So maybe this completely black account. So maybe this so alternate Guvo has like a different skin tone, <laughs> like maybe a lighter neon green. pink. <laughs> neon pink. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in a cyberpunk world. <laughs> um. So the other thing I would want to know is what happens when the orb is placed on the machine that I'm currently interfacing with. Like, would it know? Would it give me that information? Um, it says the, it says the, it says that Atlas will awaken and from what they worship Atlas. So their God will awaken to them. Okay. Mm. So that doesn't sound like a good thing. Uh, I'm going to unplug and I'm going to say, um, our path is clear. And then I will just walk with Guva and try to try to leave and see what happens. Guva was like they pushing all, people out of the way. They all like, get on their hands and knees move. and bow, like forming rows for, to let you pass by, and <laughs> and just let you go go off. Yeah, you you made an impression on them with that with all the hype from Guva. Um, actually, Arby has an idea and is like, um, we must process this information. Stay and contemplate the meaning of this message, and then he'll walk off. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, <laughs> all agreeable. And you exit yeah. the cultist camp unscathed and leaving a great impression on them. They see you as a messenger of their god and will awaken it. I love that people just like quickly writing it down, being like, Oh, what does it mean? Uh, uh, he did say this at this point, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Uh, all right, so I would once we're like a good distance away, I would want to converse with Guvo and, and be like, "I'm I'm not entirely sure what the best course of action is. Clearly, this orb does not need to be in the hands of these cult members." Mm-hmm. But the most important thing is, there is another Guvo, <laughs> and I can kill him. <laughs> I will take out the beating heart of my. Brother, brilliant. Let's go. Now we can do both things at once. How wonderful! On many planets I've encountered, murder is very frowned upon. Do you have? He won't mind. <laughs> do you? You have no moral qualms about destroying yourself? No. Uh, well, I do come from a Colosseum background. We would fight things all the time, and I've seen many people die: family, friends, many people. I've killed many people too. All for the love of the crowd. And Guvo, other Guvo will understand this and hopefully feel the same way. This is perfect. If you fall in battle, does that mean you deserve to die? Exactly. I wasn't good enough. 
They weren't good enough. They deserved it. We all go under the same risks and take the same risks. Uh, but if you die, you die. You will fight again one day, I imagine. You will come back to the great spawn in the rivers and be born anew, ready to die again. In the sake of my situation, it seems the alternate version of me is a giant space station. I do not desire to fight a giant space station. <laughs> <gasps> what if Groovo is a giant space station too? That would be brilliant. Surely you... He would kill me for sure. Surely you would have no <laughs> chance of survival. Then that's even better. <laughs> we win. Win-win, that's what I say. Win-win. There's a lot here for me to unpack. <laughs> and with that, I guess we'll start walking towards the Coliseum. So you guys are heading to the Coliseum now. Definitely. This would be a great place to leave off and join, join back after the break. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Joining us this first half and going into the second half were Guvo. Guvo isn't very hungry right now, but he's looking forward to killing his other self. And Arby. It is alarming how quickly I was able to convince a group of people to follow me unwilling, like unquestionably. Is this common? Oh, thank you. And before we head off, we have a, a quick review from Patty Cake Goblin. It's simply a five-star review. Thank you, Patty Cake Goblin. I love your name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See you uh, when we come back from break. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye. Today's mid-episode shout-out is, quote, Sophia, your talents and imagination have brightened my world in countless ways. The artist is the one who is up all night. The artist is the one who looks lost. The artist is the one who fears no tyrant because it just becomes the next piece. End quote. You can arrange for us to read your shout-out at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com. And did you know we have books that you can buy on Amazon and Audible based on our adventures? Share Fire Breathing Kittens with someone you know, because we don't pay to advertise this show, so that's the only way we can grow. Thank you. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens. Uh, where we last left off, could we get a recap from Arby? Yes. Um, so we were hired or selected by Pearl to investigate an alternate reality where there was a potential multiversal danger. Um, we were tasked with identifying this danger. Uh, so we traveled there or were sent there by Pearl. Uh, our first stop was uh, we investigated Ramona's shop. So at first, Arby was very reluctant. So he decided that maybe we should pretend like he was captured and then we could... Um, set up an elaborate ruse to see if Ramona would want to take him for parts. Um, however, after getting shackles from a local junkyard and escaping uh, the attention of some robots who were looking after the junk, um, she was not convinced <laughs> that I was held captive and kind of called us on our bluff. Um, she gave us some information. Uh, we also met a Billy Cogworth who gave us who also helped us with some information and they both basically kind of leaned towards 
that there is uh, the Atlas Space Station or an alternate version of the Atlas Space Station has crashed um, and that the cult is trying to bring it up from the ocean. Uh, and it seems that another part of this device is hidden in the Colosseum where there is a gang who is attempting to uh, shed the blood of a hundred victims in order to also awaken or no to ascend to some form of godhood. So I'm, I have a, con I have a feeling that these two things are linked, but, um, Guvo during this decided that he wanted to kill the alternate version of Guvo, who we found was in the Coliseum. Um, we're going to see how that works out. <laughs> uh, Arby and Guvo infiltrated a cult uh, and that's how they found the location of alternate Guvo by tapping into a portion of the Atlas space station and using it to get information. Uh, and now we are heading to the missing space station component that is underneath the Coliseum uh, called the missing link is what they were referring to it as. Excellent. Yep. That's all that happened. And you guys are heading into the Coliseum now, which I'll describe here. You approach the location of Nicoboy's Coliseum. However, everything outside the walls is buried under rubble. The immediate area is war-torn by gang rivalries, and the Coliseum is their proving grounds. The sounds of gunfire and motorized carriages below bell or bellow outside out of the stadium, followed by an occasional buzzer and a roaring crowd. Guvo's eyes brighten up like this is home again for him. Like he's he's just on the I guess that uh, that anxiety, but definitely that sort of uh, is building up inside of him, feeling like, oh, this is his time. This is my time to shine. Like he's because you know, obviously he spent his entire childhood and adult life in these surroundings. For him, it's like Nate natural coming home. Like he knows what he needs to do, and he's in like he's gone into killing mode. So he's become a little bit more serious. He's put his fish heads down. The shield <laughs> has come out, and he's ready. He's ready. <laughs> um, Guvo, I did mean to inquire. Yes. If if this conflict happens and I were to assist you, would this lessen the honor you get from killing killing yourself in battle? Mm. Yes, please don't don't interrupt, I beg you. I must find him one on one. That is the only way I can find honor in this situation. I will limit my actions in assistance by attacking other would-be combatants. That, that might... would be very appreciative. Thank you. I believe you should lead the way. I am not familiar with the Coliseum. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Guru's going to look around and look for the main entrance where everyone is going in. Mm. You go to the main entrance and standing there, sort of in line to, to get seating, is your old friend Billy Cogsworth. <sighs> he looks over and he sees you. Billy, <sighs> you are in luck. I have come to kill myself. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I've gotten line. I was anticipating your arrival. Hey, if you're trying to sign in to, to enter the competition, you've got to go to the, the sign-in booth over there. Ah, oh, Mr. Cogsworth, you have been very helpful yet again. I appreciate you. I will give a good word if I win. And if you die, I just want you to know before you die, just know that you're like the greatest person ever for introducing me to my new robot friend, Arby. 
He is your new best friend. And when I'm dead, you can spend many hours with him. I promise. Looks over to Arby like, you will. <laughs> Please. Don't your, let me comp- down. <laughs> your company is appreciated, Billy. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. And he gets in line and gets goes to get a seat in the Coliseum. Is Billy he- like 12? No, he's like oh, I really hoped to be like a little kid. He's just he's just act he's just acting like he's twelve. No, I do really like the idea of him being really young and he's just like really impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> he must not uh, get a lot of ent- entertainment by the peer. That that must be what it is. Mm, definitely. So, um, Guvo, I. Seeing your fish heads again reminds me. I had a friend recently at the guild hall named Bo, and he told me of this game called Ball, where you strike fish with wooden implements. Are you familiar with Ball? Mm, no, but I like the sound of it. Although you shouldn't play with your food, you should just eat it. I am not sure I fully understand the rules of this game. Mm, where did you first hear about it? We were traveling down... A river escaping death, uh, and fish tried to attack us, mm. and he struck at these fish with a wooden plank and said, "Let's play ball." Ah, well, when we get back to our real world, maybe we could have a game of it. I'll I bring f- my own fish heads. I feel like you would be very good at striking fish with wooden implements. Mm. Let us see, my friend. <sighs> we will find out. And then you would get to eat their heads afterwards. Good point. Be a bit mushy, and but it might add to the flavor. All right, so I guess we're headed inside. <laughs> I'm just checking um, on the rules of... I know there are special rules for one-on-one combat, and I assume that is going to happen. And I, my, my worry is I haven't read deep into it thinking I wasn't going to have to do it. <laughs> awesome <laughs> I mean I mean it, no I'm trying to look on the, the contents now what, what, what page is it yep dueling okay oh wow this because there's because it's like a proper samurai thing it makes sense I guess we should we should we just cut all this part out I don't know what we need to do okay yeah because it seems so quite like, could... well detailed really like you know the way it's all set out Sounds really cool because it's very much like the you're building up to just the that one hit. Do you know what I mean? It's like a ba-ching, and then who mm-hmm. survives it? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then afterwards, the the normal fighting begins. Mm. So it's sort of like a, a way to build up getting mm. that first strike in. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so you guys are at the at the sign in booth. And the manager is there. You're going to have to convince me you're capable of taking on our champion Honda Domeki and his thugs. If you want to enter this race, if you want to enter this competition, what do we need to do? Tell me now. He stares you down, narrows his eyes. Convince me. Oh, what would Giver do? I think he's gonna. He's got. He's obviously shield is out already. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gonna go into a. Um, like his sort of defensive stance, but then slam his shield onto the ground and try and make like an earthquake that sort of rattles the walls and the doors and the ticket booth around him. Mm. What would you like to roll for that? Um, Presence, intimidate, or intimidation? Is it more definitely intimidation. intimidation. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, oh, is intimidation a presence skill or is it something else? Savvy. Savvy. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm just getting these associated stats all overall. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might be wrong. I don't know. Uh, that is 14. 14 total? Mm-hmm. He cocks an eye up. Mm, impressive. Mm. Reminding me of the you reminded me of the champion himself. Mm. Go ahead in. Arby's Thank just gonna you. Arby's just gonna punch this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, clock him guy? out. The, the oh, guy the who asked us to show him, I'm just gonna clock him. Oh, he's just gonna clock him. Okay. He wants to, he wanted to see, right? <laughs> Love it. I got let's see, six, six, that's twelve, seventeen, twenty-four. Wow. That's a twenty-four to hit. Yeah, with an unarmed strike. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what his defense is. It was you said twenty four. Yeah, yeah. You 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 hit you hit him square in the shoulder. He goes, ah, you got me. I imagine you weren't really trying to deal damage. You're just. I mean, I wasn't really. He wasn't thinking that far into it. He's just striking the man. <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like me to roll damage, I can. Oh, go ahead and roll damage. We'll we'll take a look at this. I'm gonna get kicked out. <laughs> the bounces. The security comes um, over. It was only four out. kinetic. Four kinetic. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's fine. It's like, oh, that's gonna leave a mark. Yeah, you're good. To, you're good to go. You're, <laughs> you can go on through. Both you, both you guys could take could take on Honda and his, and his thugs. No problem. Yeah, just sign your names here and you know leave your you know, leave, write a will to your loved ones with you know, for whatever if, <laughs> if you happen to die here. If not, all your stuff belongs to us. You know, you know, just sign on a dotted line. Mm, fair. Instantly signs it. <laughs> uh, Arby will sign it, and because he likes this new version of Ramona and doesn't know anyone else in this universe, he's going to put Ramona's name as his next again. Mm. <laughs> nice. Okay. Who cool. is going to put Billy Cogsworth? I I I can't use your name, Guvo, because if you die, yeah, exactly. Then who does it go to? <laughs> <laughs> Billy will inherit everything I own. <laughs> He's a good boy <laughs> with a stout heart. <laughs> so Ramona Buckler and Billy Cogsworth. I know those two. I know those those two those two you know kids from the. P- he is an older man, so he's calling them kids, even though they're middle like sort of middle aged adults. He's like, yep. yeah, I know those kids from the pier. Yeah, <laughs> all right. I didn't know you guys are you know, had such good friends around here. All right, we'll get you set up. Enjoy yourselves, and well, the champion has already taken, killed ninety nine, spilled the blood of ninety nine victims here on the on the Coliseum floor, and he's looking to spill his one hundredth. Will it be one of you? Yes. Guy does like a pitch, and there are people in line like Kai, like like gasping and like murmuring, like, "Ooh, mm. drama." Love it. So he says, "Go head this way through this hallway, and prepare for battle." Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm down. Let's go. I'm ready. My body is ready. So five minutes start to go by. What do you say to each other, if anything, before the doors open? Oh, no. Guvo is in deep meditation. Mm. But seeing, the, seeing the kill in his mind's eye, getting himself ready. He's, he's like stretching himself out, making sure his new, new uh, duster jacket He's properly pressed, even though it's ripped in most places. 
And he's just sort of like, yep, yep, I can do this. I'm going to do it. And he's sort of like just revving himself up. <laughs> I think Arby's just taking in the surroundings and uh, enjoying all the new sensory input and trying to file all of it away. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can hear the doors begin to open and you enter the arena from one of the entries. Masked bikers race or er, race on the outside wall, preventing your escape. The crowd cheers as a group of thugs wielding blades and firearms enters from the opposite side of the arena. The crowd cheers for the champion. Honda! 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 In the center of the arena, you see a tattooed humanoid wearing a kimono and wielding a katana. They're wearing a kabuki mask, but you may notice some finer details about the fighter. Roll perception. Perception. Five. I got a six. Oh, <laughs> uh, not too good. I really He's too way back there. Maybe later you'll be able to see more details, but it's pretty far out there. It's about, say, about 20 meters out. 15, or I'd say 15 meters out. Okay. To the center of the arena. You can't really make out details yet. You definitely tell us a humanoid wearing a kimono with a katana and a kabuki mask. Well, I actually... Mask, hmm? I'm sorry. Weirdly, I don't get a bonus to perception, but I do have zoom zoom capabilities with my ocular implants. Oh, but, does that... But I'll flavor it as I was just too distracted by everything else going on that I'm not paying uh, that much Wait, attention. Wait, what, what does that give you exactly? Because that would... It gives me a bonus to initiative, and it gives me a bonus to my um, my pistol attacks or uh, mm-hmm. phaser attacks, but it also lets me zoom in. It says up to my augmentation rank times 10, so it's like 20 times. Mm. But Ooh, wow. that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm focused on him. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. My low perception roll probably just means I was distracted by something. Ah, uh, Okay. So the mass individual announces back to the crowd. I have fought 99 battles to the death and lived. Who will be my 100th challenger? That's great. <laughs> That's pretty fun to do. Yeah, you, yeah do it for two hours and you'll, you'll stop. You'll forget that. <laughs> Enjoyment. <laughs> as soon so, as Kubo hears... It's the, pretty obvious it, who it is. Yeah, as soon as he hears the vo- that voice... Guru sort of like pushes anyone he's in front of him out of the way, just being like, as his shield up and just pushes them through. Like, move. I will challenge you, uh, Ultra Guru. And screams as loud as he can. How do you know my true name? I am you from another reality. And you will give me death or succumb to it. He turns the back at the other entrance where the other entrants are coming in to fight for, with him. <gasps> Stay out of my way. I must fight my other alternate reality <gasps> to the death. <laughs> it will be my 100th challenger. It will be glorious. It will. Let's go. Goobo's <laughs> <laughs> hype now. All right. So Woo. everyone... Go ahead and roll their initiative. Uh, I don't actually think we have to roll for it. It's just automatic, isn't it? It's a number, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it's So it would go in order of number, highest number, wouldn't it? Let me take a look at the... Oh, yeah. it's. Let me write down these. So what are your initiatives? 41 for me. 
Ooh, wow. Mine's yeah. 44. Nice. Well, okay. We both went initiative. You two go first. <laughs> you two go first. Sweet. Um, so I have a question, uh, GM. Hmm? Since I'm not going to interfere with this particular fight, this one-on-one duel here, do I see uh, the ground like where this thing, this missing link is potentially located? Is it obvious Ooh. from the surface or would I have to dig? Roll, roll perception. Let's hope this one's better than the last one. Mm-hmm. And you'll get, you actually get advantage, which is an extra D10. Oh, nice. That's what should be added. That's what would be added with. So advantages and disadvantages are given as bonuses and penalties, depending on scenarios and the environment. In this case, since you're looking for it, you know what you're looking for, and you have your ocular implants, you will definitely get advantage. So roll a perception with an extra D10. Awesome. Uh, I got two sixes, which is a 12. I'm guessing nice. I dropped the lowest, right? Or do I add it? No, no, you keep you keep them. You keep oh, okay, them okay. So seventeen. Total. It just adds. It just adds it. Awesome. Yeah. Seventeen then. Oh, seventeen total. Okay, awesome. So, you can you can see in the center, sort of this starting at the mid center, going to the center. You see this what looks like a mechanical sort of rust color to match the flooring, but it's definitely like a silo door that looks like something that would open up. As though there's a as though there's a room or something below. Hmm. I don't want to split the party, so I will. You can't. You oh, just to to let you know it. It's it's a giant industrial door. You can't just like oh, I go through the door. I got. It's you. not a. It's a big mechanical. You like, gotta like turn it, a crank to open, sort of thing, right? It looks like <laughs> it looks like a missile silo door that would open up, but really huge, spanning the majority of the arena. Okay. It definitely looks like an extension of the arena underneath. In that case, I'm going to do my... Well, because I, I have higher initiative, right? So I'm the first one to go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would post up and try to take cover near Guvo where I can... If anybody tries to interfere, I can pick them off in the fight. But I'm not going to interact with anybody unless they attack me. Mm-hmm. And there is some, there's some cover immediately to your right. That's close by, and there's what's your movement? Um, it is seven meters. You can there is some cover to your right that is two meters away, and there's cover to your left that's you'd be able to make it to the very end in six meters, and it takes one meter of movement to get into cover. So you can either go to the close cover to your right or to the further cover to your left. Would the further cover be closer to Guvo? Yes. Uh, I'll go there then. Okay. And you're able to get in it's half cover. It's they're they're pretty much it's pretty much rubble and debris around the area. Sort of act as cover yes. for combatants. So I would wield my phaser and I would just be looking for anybody who's trying to interfere or attack me. Mm-hmm. On the opposite end of the arena, Guva's about about seven meters away. So is pretty much you half your distance between where you started and him. And the same distance where you started on the opposite end, which is about 20, 21 meters away, are two other combatants coming in from the other door, coming out. So they're about 20 meters away from you on the other side. Okay. Okay, so that's your shift action. Um, I'll just hold for the moment for everything else. Okay. You have, you have um, a quick action and uh, a full action. I don't know if you're aware of this move you can take. It's called take aim. It's oh, it, it's a move action as well. Never mind. You don't. You can't do that. I thought it was a quick action, but just keep in mind you could use 
take aim as a move action. If you didn't want to move, but you wanted to do something with that action that helps you. I know you have firearms, you have a pistol, so that would be an ideal or the phaser pistol. Right. But the, the long range on it is 15 meters, which mm. they're out of my range. So, mm-hmm. so currently it seems like not much you can do right now. Right. So we'll go to Guvo. Mm-hmm. Um, so how far away am I from, um, other Guvo? Um, 12 meters. 12. Okay. Guvo's going to get up, um, to his, I think he's got, I'm just checking the movement. Movement is, res- um, resolve, isn't it? Is it resolve? I'm not looking at something completely wrong. If you're looking for the movement. Move trait in so. meters. So move trait in meters. It's oh, move seven. Seven, sorry. Yeah, seven. I'm going to move seven up towards him, but also start the duel by the first stage, which is bravado. And um, Guvo is going to shout out because this bit is about basically um, telling every, telling the crowd and telling or telling them as well how good they are. And it's kind of like a like with bravado, generally like you will die mm-hmm. because of these reasons. Uh, so Guvo is going to shout out to the other Guvo. Uh, Honda and um, the crowd say, I am the true champion of this Colosseum, and this other guru will die by my hand. I have the power of defense. I have the power of the mighty shield that has seen the death of thousands of other combatants. This guru will not last seconds when the true guru kills him. Okay, so what statistic are you telling me um so i'm saying that i'm very good at melee with that melee melee is pretty good for me um and because because of my um, sort of i've got a high defense as well got bonuses Mm. to defense all right and we'll wait to see what happens on the next turn awesome or on the next which okay so that was entering a duel what kind of action is that Um, i believe it's so there are no rules about when to a, enter a duel. No one is obliged to follow the forms and traditions of dueling. I'd, I'd say uh, that was just a full action to start the duel with bravado. Yeah. And he'll use a full action to to answer it. Yes. Ex- that yeah, works. Yeah. To, to, yeah, to um, do his own bravado. So that's exactly what happens. He looks over and says, You, you think you are the next champion. You have no idea what I am capable of. I, I can deal so much damage by just charging you with one strike, dropping all of my defenses. Where you rely on defense, I will strike through all of your defense with a suicide charge. <gasps> Ooh. And then the crowd cheers. So. Nice. Yeah, nice, so nice. suicide charge is he'll increase his damage, mm. but he loses all of his defense. Ooh, nice. Okay. So... He's taking you on with his bravado and he moves up. He moves up right next to you. Nice. Or well, with two meters between you guys. So you guys can charge, but he steps, he steps up two meters. Awesome. And is taking on your bravado. Sweet. And let's see. Okay. Next are the two guys in the back who are coming to, since they, they see that there are two opponents, they don't want to take on that one challenging Guvo or Honda. So, they're going to take on Arby. One moves over, movement. One moves over to cover 
on the left side and one moves over to some cover close to where Honda and, and Guver are at, but over here to the right. He's actually not able to make it to cover, but he's on his way. I believe there's a move where you can spend your full action to sprint, and that's what he'll do. Yeah. So he sprints over to that cover. And currently, Arby, the one that went to the left is 10 meters away, and the one that moved to the right is about 10 meters away. They're both about 10 meters away. Okay, so um, there is a thing called exposed. If they aren't in mm-hmm. half or full cover or they aren't engaged in melee or unarmed combat with an enemy, they're exposed. And anybody with an available quick action may use an interrupt to attack an exposed target at any point in the round. Ooh. You want to target one of them on their way to cover? The one that's not in cover. Oh, they're, they're both going to cover. One had to sprint to cover. Oh, you're I was just, looking oh, and okay. they didn't have enough movement, but now they're using their full action to, to sprint. Oh, I got you. I got what you're saying. So he didn't end his turn out of cover. Correct. Okay. So then never mind. They're both in cover. <laughs> and one's in cover and still has their full action. Okay. So is it back to my turn or are we still on their turn? You you can use up your you can use your full action if you wanted to. They got closer if you want to do something with that full action. I wasn't sure about that. Is is that holding an action? Is that a thing on here? I don't remember. I don't remember either, but it makes sense that you'd be able to hold an action. Okay, then sure, I'll shoot. the Whichever one's the closest. You said one was 10 meters and one was... Yeah, one was 10 meters to the left and one's 10 meters to the right. Okay, so they're about equidistant. I'll mm-hmm. I'll aim for the one on the right. The right? Okay. He does. He can't use any more actions, so... And my initiative's higher than them. I get a plus two if I have higher initiative. So I'm rolling... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and... Aiming at someone in in half cover gives you a disadvantage, I believe. So, and that would be one less dis- D ten or one less D ten if you have a D ten. Okay, all right, that's okay, because I got other stuff. All right, so one less D ten. All right, so total. Normally, I would have two D ten, two D sixes, and a D four, but I dropped one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, D10. So sorry. There's a D eight in there too. A D8, two D6s, a D10, and a D4. But I have to drop a D10. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm rolling. And it's going to be three times their size. What is their size modifier? Size is five. Okay, so I got to hit a 15. 13. I just hit 15. Is it meat or beat? I'm going to say meat and go ahead and roll for damage. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 2D10. Yeah, 2D10 damage. So 12, now it's kinetic damage, but I'm flavoring it as an energy weapon. So 12 kinetic mm-hmm. damage. Mm-hmm. I have one silk and connect, so they took 11. Take a look there. What's their HP at? Okay. Ooh, so you see, you see him riled back and start shock, go from the shock, <laughs> but he's still up and he's kind of falls back behind the cover, but you see an arm pulling himself up after getting hit by that stun shot. He's looking worse for wear. It looks like he did enough damage to wear him where he's going to be debilitated when fighting back. But he's definitely coming after you. And that other guy is like, no, not Jimmy. And then he goes to fire at you. <laughs> goes to fire at you. Let's see what he's got. Um, I got a dice roller. <laughs> dice roller. I'm not actually rolling dice. Ooh. <laughs> Does it sound good? <laughs> 
Okay, so he rolled two D10s or two tens. <laughs> oh the, my god! With the first roll. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap! So it was. So after rolling everything, it was forty-seven. Oh my god! And he shoot. What is your um size? Uh, six. Six. So that's eighteen. Okay, yeah, that definitely hit. And now roll for damage. So does twelve connect damage? Twelve. Can you subtract any connect soak? I have no soak, so I'm at eighteen, which means I'm at a flesh wound. Ooh, flesh wounds. What the first or second? The second one. Debilitating. Yeah. The second debilitating. Minus three. Oh, you know what? I forgot to do. I forgot to subtract that. I forgot to roll my fate on my attack. I forgot to. I forgot to give myself. Um, what's it called? It would have still. It would have still hit because they were both D tens or tens. I forgot the uh, roll disadvantage. Yeah, we're all forget. Well, NPCs don't roll fate, but you guys can. But uh. it's okay because fate is optional. But if you want to start rolling fate, you can. I'll do it mm. on the next one. I want to see what mm. happens. Okay, so that's their turns, and it goes back up to you, Arby. Okay, so these guys are lame. Uh, it gives you advantage, but you sacrifice your movement when you take it's, aim as a move action. It's good if you're if you're in a good position. Yeah, I'm not going to move from cover because I could expose myself. So I'm just going to shoot at the same guy. I'm going to take aim, which would negate mm-hmm. the negative from cover. Mm-hmm. But I'm at a negative three. Uh, and I'm going to roll my fate first. Ooh, so a D100 and look at your fate card. See if anything happens. Mm. Uh, nope. I got a 38. Nothing happens. Yeah. For our listeners, um, this game has has a mechanic called fate where you essentially have a D 100 table that you start filling out with character abilities that have a, a D 100 range. They can add into that D 100 table. And in the beginning you have a lot of empty space that when you roll for fate, nothing will happen, but there'll be a chance you roll a 96 through 100, which is a critical success, which auto hits whatever you are trying to do. And then a botch, which is one through three, which is a automatic failure. And there's also bio shock from where you get hit by, or where you roll low enough, and then it deals neurotic. Da- what was it called? What was it? Biological damage, yep. and it ends your turn. So there, there, are, and then there are certain abilities that might pop up if the players roll roll and hit and hit one of the numbers that they put on their card. So in this case, RB rolled a 38, which didn't land on anything RB wrote down. So nothing happened. So there's a chance a good thing will happen. A bad thing will happen or nothing happens. And in this case, nothing happened. All right. So I'm going to go so now you roll. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and roll. Now I got an extra D 10. Sorry, not an extra D 10. I negated the cover. So I've got two D 10s. Mm-hmm. A D8, two D6s, and a D4 for my roll. So I got 34. And this is against the same guy that hit. I hit the first time. Oh, yeah, it definitely hits. All right. I should have put a raise on that one. I was thinking about it. Mm. Uh, 17 damage. That was a pretty good roll. You're, you see his body sees up, and he goes, <laughs> and he just falls backwards like a board. Um, I guess that's my turn. I have a quick action left, I think. I've only fired twice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have a quick action left, but I'm hoping that other guy will expose himself. He might just shoot at me, though. But it's okay. I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. All right. Next is Guvo. Mm. So I'm questioning because it doesn't really say this in the in the um, in the rules whether the duel happens all at once and it's all just one big action. Oh. Because I was thinking, it's going to go really slowly. We've got like three other stages just to even start. So I don't know whether whether, whether to just get it over and with done with now. Because after it's done, you just go into normal combat. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that works. Because like I'm thinking, yeah, the next bit is just another hype up. <laughs> so we could be here forever <laughs> not doing it while Arby's just like gunning people down and <laughs> well, we're just staring at each other. <laughs> So we're rolling perception plus meditation yep. to get a bonus. Yep. Let's go ahead and Have do he that. Got, has he got meditation is the question. On my lips. Yes. Oh, God damn it. Well, I'm screwed. I rolled a nine. Eleven. Ooh. Okay. So you've got a plus two to either the attack roll or a damage roll by the by reading it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think Just, at this uh, point... Sorry. Go on. I was going to say, uh, this might be a good time for when you do attack to use some of your legend and burn it. Cause I don't, it might help counteract that. I don't know though. Cause it could, your legend, your temporary legend does also act as a reserve health pool. So, but I'm just saying you just throwing it out there. You could add a plus five. If you, yeah. so, if you use some of your legend. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Good idea. Um, right. So I think at that point, Guva is obviously just, his shield is down onto the ground, ready, ready to basically, take anything and he's staring mm. at alter ego that's guvo just being like that's alternate mm. yeah just staring at him thinking what's he gonna do how is he gonna attack me and just looking up and down trying to get like a real understanding of his techniques and how he's gonna fight because we're clearly very different mm. but this alternate guvo named who's named himself honda as a nick as a as a fake name mm. in this arena wearing his kimono and wielding us a katana is just eyeing down and ready to make the first cut. Mm. So let's see how this stage three okay. plays out. So so you said that um, NPCs don't roll fate, but it says that we both roll fate. Oh yeah. So this yeah. isn't, yeah, they, let's see. Okay. Let's see. So don't extra. Well, I guess I'd roll fate for a critical. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. So a D 100. Yeah. I Ooh. rolled 59. Oh, so close. So close to getting I to rolled decent. a three. Nice. Oh, <laughs> no. <did> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what happens with a botch? Does it say here? Um, um, so the roll determines who acts first and also functions as the attack roll for the first attack of the duel with some or all the... So you can add your duel bonus to this and get out of a botch, I think. No, no, no. Sorry, that's the, that's the after roll. Yeah, I don't know. Botches results are up to the storyteller, but may include embarrassing or painful effects, dropping your gun, tripping down the stairs. Mm-hmm. At the very least, they mean you can do little other than recover for this turn, and you automatically fail the contest you were rolling for. So, how do we determine how much damage is done to each? Because Honda has goes to charge immediately, just like blood, blood curve just starts running towards you swings his sword hits your shield doesn't expect it to you to hold that hard yeah. and then drops his katana and just falls forward so how would you do your damage 
Um, okay, so the, do you want to continue on with the... If the first attack hits, which it doesn't, the opponent survives and duel is the first blood, then the opponent's reflex plus skill roll. So if I roll my, my attack and then, mm -hmm. then we go back into normal combat rules. Mm -hmm. So you roll your attack roll yeah. to see if you hit. Okay. Um, so reflex, which for me is 2d10 plus... Um, melee, heavy melee, which is obviously my giant shield, um, which is another D12 and a D8. So let's see what I get. I oh, oh, got a, got a 10 on one. So that's good. 14. So it's a 25 plus 20. So um, 27 overall for the attack. 27 overall. Yep. Even with that high of a roll, and even though he dropped his katana, he's still able to dodge away from the shield. Ooh. Whoa! <laughs> Jesus! He's got quite a bit of defense. Clearly. That's amazing. Okie dokie. So it's a fumble on... I wouldn't say a fumble on your part, but both of you weren't able to strike on this first strike, mm. but you guys are engaged in combat now. Nice. And he's dropped his katana. He's looking at grabbing the katana and then swinging at you. Yeah. He's like, don't you think of taking my weapon from me? You must fight with honor. The goober kicks the sword over to him. Pick it up, weakling, and taste my shield. <laughs> cool. And after that, the one, the one other fighter is down and it leaves the other one. He's looking around and sees that one guy. He's like, uh, this guy's up. Uh, he go. He gets out of cover and then starts heading closer to your mound of. He's now coming close to your mound of cover, mm. just on the opposite side. He's getting closer. It looks like he's trying to get in. He's pulling out, and he's also using a quick action to pull out his. What is he? What is he armed with? What's the? Uh, it should say here what they're armed with. It's it's a nagi. Uh, or what's this? A tonfa, I think, is what's called. A short, like a short sword. Oh, that's. Uh, he's armed with one of those. He's coming. He's coming. Trying to come around to the, mm. around the side of your cover. Yep. Um. Does he stop short of me, or is he getting in melee range? He's on the opposite side. He's not within melee range, and, but he's had to use. He's had to sprint over to get to the opposite side. But he's out of cover, right? No, he's back in cover. Okay. So you're okay. on this on this mound of of, of, just rubble. And you're on one side of it, and he's on the other side. It's about it's about two by four meters of rubble. And you're on one side, and he's on the other. Okay, but he's not in melee range of me yet. He's not in melee range, but he is in covering. He's pulled out a tonfa, All right? Which is a which is a Japanese short sword, I believe. Not hundred percent sure. I'm I'm pretty sure if, like the, if that is wrong, the, someone in the comments is going to be furious at me. I think the tonfa <laughs> is like a, yeah, it's a wooden thing it's like a wooden stick like a, a nightstick yeah nightstick like that basically well that actually works yeah because yeah. it's supposed to be something small that would be carried around easily well when it gets to my turn i'm just gonna blast him in the face then mm -hmm. oh i know why he doesn't have a weapon here because it's not a weapon he's just coming out with fists oh. <laughs> punch the shite out of you so that's the end of its turn and then it, arby goes back up to your turn yeah i'll take aim and i'll blast him again well, not again. This is the first oh, that's time you're right. this guy. <laughs> that's right. But I will take aim and blast him. Mm -hmm. Oh, taking aim and then blasting. Awesome. Oh, and you said you wanted to roll fade or um, raise your raise the stakes. 
Uh, yeah, let's roll fate. Actually, let's do both, but I'm going to roll fate first because we might get a crit. Mm-hmm. Mm. A 15. Nope, nothing. Hmm. Um, and then I will raise the stakes by five. It'll raise the difficulty by five, but he's closer now, which means I only have to get a 10. If he's at, Ooh, yeah. if he's at three meters. He's within, he's within three meters. Uh, yep. Right. It's within three meters. So then I only need a, a 10, two times You three, can keep two raising. Times five. You can raise even more. Hmm. If it's only a it doesn't 10. doesn't say just one. I'll just do it once. Just keep in I'll mind his size is five. His size is five. I'm just going to do it once, just in case. Okay. I don't want to take it too far. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Still in cover, but you negated it, so it's normal. Yeah. So I got 19, 22, 28, 30. I could have raised it again, but that's okay. So it'll be 3d10 for this damage, because I raised it once. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 kinetic. How much? 17. 17. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. That brought him, da- that brought him down. Oh, that took him out, actually. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> ah, he spins her. He, and he falls over from that from that 17. Nice. And then it goes to Guvo. Mm, attack. I'm just going to attack. Because I'm guessing he's sort of maybe gotten up at this point he's just gonna um use his movement he's getting ready to pick yes. up, he's getting ready, ready to pick up his sword, okay so yeah. he's gonna move and just like slam his shield into the face of the other guvo just try and knock him down to the ground mm. and like pin him oh and you guys are out in the open too so you're exposed you're both exposed so that would be i believe it's an advantage or is that only when you're being fired i think that's only when you're being fired at no 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 i i believe mm. it's only when you're being fired at not too sure can't remember uh, you know, we'll say you get an advantage for him being exposed. No, if you're or no, no, that's only if it's if you're someone else is attacking you from outside. Right, right. If you're engaged in melee combat, you're not you're not exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that didn't sound right. So okay, yeah, it's just normal. Cool, normally attacking. Okay, so yeah, he's gonna roll. I'm gonna roll fate again because why not? Mm-hmm. See what happens. That is oh, eighty-one. Nothing. That's fine. Same again. Just gonna slam a shield into the uh, into Honda slash Guvo with his shield, his heavy melee. So let's see what we get. Oh, I am not rolling well. No way that got past it. So that's no, not like twenty. That's max. No, this guy's so defensive. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. So it's Honda's turn again, and Honda has two is uh, rank two, he has two abilities where he's able to attack, he has an ability where he's able to make two actions per turn. The rank one enemies are only able to do one action per turn. So I'm going to have Honda use the one one of his actions to pick up his sword and then goes for a suicide charge <laughs> against, against, um, against Guvo here. He goes, I am the greatest fighter you will not take my champion title and he goes to charge at you we get on roll this real quick <laughs> i'm praying i can take it <laughs> <laughs> so that is a 19 to hit that misses hooray that misses hooray. my defense is 20 and what i say 19 yeah. oh he just oh, oh god but he's got his sword back up 
It's like, ugh. I'll, I'll get you this next time. You're making me fumble <laughs> knowing my real name. You will perish. <gasps> old, old circle. And now, and now it is, goes back to Arby. So the two of them are fighting. You've taken out that one combatant. Or both of them. Char- uh, Arby will um, cheer him on. He will say. <laughs> Strike him down, a- Guvo. I don't know if there's any sort of assist mechanic, but... There is. Please, please share, because I can't think of it right at the top of my head. I'm sure there is. It's an action. I've got it on my... Um, I've got it as one of my actions. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I think I can find that. Assist. Skill only, no trait. I don't have any skills that would help with this. I have unarmed, small arms, and computers. Could you do like... Um, this is just being trying to be creative with it. Um, you've got small arms, and um, you could look at Condor and say, shout to Guvo, he's weak in this point. Do you know what I mean? Like you've, you've eyed up a, a location where he could be weakened because you've you've put your sights on and you're sort of like tracking him saying like, oh, look, his, his stance is a little bit wiggly on the left side. So you could shout, hit him on the left. And then Guvo could actually take not, that. That's no, actually right. not a bad idea. And unarmed would actually be better for this, I think, because... Uh, I do have a good bit of skill in it, and I would be able to see a good oh, place to strike him. Unarmed for for sizing up like fighting styles of where to mm-hmm. hit. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead and roll. I will use you this. Roll your unarmed, and it's just a skill. You say. Yeah. To assist, you just roll the skill, uh, and add your total to their contest roll. Okay. Does it cost any legend? No, it doesn't say so. Okay. Yep. Go ahead and roll your unarmed. It's not much, but hopefully it'll help. Uh, seven total. That's quite a bit. And you add it to your next attack. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. And uh, Arby will use his zoom eyes to find a weak point in Honda's uh, either armor or maybe some like maybe he's favoring one of his legs or something. And uh, he will give that information to Guvo. Mm. So is that just to attack or to damage? Just attack. Just attack, I believe. Okay. Mm. And after that suicide charge, his defense was lowered. So, mm. Right. So, and I, and I guess that's all I'm going to do. Cool. Could you, I mean, you were looking at the doors, right? Um, would it be worth, like, next turn um, trying to get them open? Or is that too dangerous? Um, GM, GM made it sound like the door wasn't something we could just open. Mm. It would require us to, like, both put into effort to get it open, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound? It's definitely something that ha- it doesn't have a handle you can open up, and there's no immediate looking panel to interface mm-hmm. with. If it'll help at all, I'll move over and, I guess, assess it. Mm-hmm. But you already spent your full action. You could do that next turn. Okay, that's fine. That worked. And it's Goofa's okay. turn. So let's roll some fate. That is 42. Do I have any thought to use? No. Okay, that's fine. Um, no. That's fine. So uh, as um, Honda is obviously, uh, I've blocked the the last attack. Gubo is basically going to try and um, he's using his shield to basically push past. Oh, I'll redo that. <laughs> <laughs> Two action, but oh, okay. He's going to use his uh, shield to um, sort of push past the the um, the sword. And then just charge into him, try and knock him down again. 
So I see, mm. and obviously he's at eight. So I'm sure he'll uh, with the plus seven. <laughs> that is. Oh, that's a D10. That's another ten. So that'd be ten eighty. I think he's definitely going to hit. Yeah, he definitely hit. But that was way over. That was, that was ridiculous. Um, it's like thirteen. It's like forty-three or something. It was really high. Um, Ooh, but yep. it's only two d six damage. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure he's got some soak. Oh, how so much two d six damage with this two d six? Wait, two d six. Oh, I thought you already rolled. So let me know what okay. you roll. Oh, okay. Wait, it's two d six. Shouldn't it be two d six plus? Oh, your it, it should be two d six plus your power. Yeah. And I don't know what your power is. You roll d10 equal to your power. Oh, that's damage as well. I think it's 20 something. Yeah. Mm. So six plus two, eight plus one d4 for the kinetic. That's four. So that's 12. And then plus the that, which is eight, 20. 20 20 damage. Takes a good chunk into it. Oh, yeah. Takes it. You see his, his frog body wiggle. When he hit, when he hit, he's like, oh, you hit well, but the katana is a true weapon. That shield is nothing. And then he, and then it goes back to his turn and he's going to make a couple swipes if he can. Mm -hmm. So he's going to see, what's that again? It's, oh, that's right. So at this HP pool, he takes a negative D subtracts a D10, so that'd just be so you see he's shaking a bit from taking that that big hit from you. That puts him at so that's 23 to hit. That hits. Mm-hmm. For the damage. So 14 kinetic damage. Ooh. Minus two for my soak. So I'm down to six. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And I think it goes Arby's turn. He's frozen. No, I'm not frozen. Oh, sorry. Oh. I was looking at <laughs> Wow, you're like not even blinking. <laughs> sorry, I was looking at... Uh, I was trying to look at some rules real quick. Okay. Um, I'm going to move over these doors and take a look at them and see um, what I'm going to need to do once uh, Honda is taken down, hopefully, in the next round. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to roll perception or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and roll for perception. Ooh, that's the first time I rolled a 10. Yeah. Hold on, 18, 21. I'm I'm just looking for any clues as to how I can get this bad boy open. You're looking around on the door and you notice a bunch of stain, blood stains on the on top of the door as though a lot of bloody battles were fought on this door. You remember that thing of the blood spilling on the Coliseum? Oh. Uh, huh, interesting. I've also just realized that I could have been doing another attack <laughs> and I haven't been. Oh, well, it's your time to go. Yeah, because a quick I can do a quick action attack, although he's not exposed. Ooh. We're not exposed, are we? So you can't. No. no. Um, okay. Okay, cool. All right. So um, as Guber's obviously taken that hit, he's really starting to see how um, how much prowess this other guvo has and now he's taking it seriously his eyes um squint a little as he's really focusing at this point uh, and Gooby's gonna basically do a uh, a spinning back fist with his shield try and catch the other uh, the honda guvo off guard and see what happens Ooh. um 
bugger. You roll fate? Yeah, I just did. Oh, what do you I get? rolled a two. Hooray. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Love it. Love it. He goes, <laughs> yeah. So that's an automatic failure. Yep. And you drop in, your shield drops. Oh, the no, because it like, bounces off the katana or something. And it's like, oh, damn uh, it. Yeah, you, you slip and you fall and over. Goes, oh, I've got you. He goes, he gets ready to, he gets ready to strike at you. And he says, no, I must fight. I must fight you when you, when you are ready. You, you handed me my sword. I shall hand you your shield. Mm. And he hands you your shield. See, it paid off. It paid off to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll be ready for you this time. And he gets into us. He gets himself into a stance and meditates. And he's no longer affected by that's by that suicide charge. His defense is back up to where yep. it was. So it could be Arby. You can go ahead, or you can let let Guvo go. I could do with an assist <laughs> if you've got it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So hear me out. <laughs> Is there anything over the Honda's head? Anything hanging from the ceiling? Oh, yeah. There are stage lights because even though this is a Coliseum, it's a new age one. So you can imagine like stage lights shining down. So RB is seeing this situation and he's concerned for his friend, but he also doesn't want to go against what his friend told him. So in his head, he's like, if I were to do it in a way that he doesn't know that I assisted him, <laughs> I can, I love perhaps this. Guvo will see it as a sign that he was supposed to win anyway. <laughs> so he's going to try to blast the lights, like go behind some cover, blast the lights to drop a light on Honda's head to make it look like a freak accident. <laughs> uh I love this. If you'll allow it, GM. <laughs> yeah. You can go ahead and try for it. So I'll roll fate first. Uh, huh? Hmm. I'd say the lights are at your maximum range, though. Definitely. Okay. Now, yeah, that makes sense. So I'll roll fate first and see what I get. Hmm. Eh, nothing. 42. All right. So then it'd be a small arms attack. Um. Oh, it's it's... Based on its size, I know what the size is. We'll see if this works. It's got a size of seven, and it's at max range. So. Oh wow! So I'd have to roll pretty good. I'm gonna burn some legend. It's times three, right? Yeah, times three, so mm. twenty-one. I'm gonna burn legend for this. I'm gonna, but I can take aim because I didn't move, right? Yes. Uh, and I'm gonna add a plus five also on top of that to really make sure that I hit this light at least. Ooh, I got a ten. 31. Oh, yeah, that hits it. All right. Um, hits the hinge, and it starts to... It starts falling. And, Guvo, you see an opportunity. You you hear, like, the, the cracking of the of the light coming up, up. You look up, and you see it about to fall okay. down. You've got one more chance to strike at him before it comes okay. down. Okay, all right. All right, cool. Uh, okay, let's do it. <clears throat> I'm going to risk fight again, because why the hell not? <laughs> Uh, 45 nothing um fine cuz don't need it just gonna go in it's your last chance honda guvo it's not your last chance <laughs> oh god 19 not enough yeah, 19 not enough. oh it's just it's just short yeah, of it yeah 
the sword comes and he oh. just dodges out of the way and says, <gasps> You're going to have to do better than that. I don't think you'll be... Oh, no, the, not the sword. Oh, you, nice. you don't have the sword. He yeah. has the sword. Your your shield just barely swipes past him. So, <gasps> I've managed to know all of your, all of your tactics. <gasps> Everything that's coming. I know exactly where to strike. <gasps> I've finally figured it out. <gasps> You're just like me. <gasps> and then as soon as I hear a crack and then Kang, it just... The light fixture lands <laughs> on top of him. Give his light. <laughs> you are a worthy. Oh my what? <laughs> Clank. <laughs> nice. How much damage does that do? And then I'll roll something okay, real then. quick. But he was he was so close to getting down oh, anyway. Oh no. I'll just roll five d ten. Eighteen oh. damage. That was enough. Oh, wow. Love it. Eighteen connect damage from above. Yeah. And the crowd erupts into <laughs> applause and cheers, and you see blood, like the blood from the squished frog, start to trickle around and it hit that door. And all of a sudden, the door, you hear like, oh, let me pull it up here. After defeating the champion, the crowd erupts into cheers. Suddenly, the ground beneath you shakes violently. That strange door opens from the ground in the center of the arena, and a throne rises from a room below. Gibbo's gonna first um, turn, look look around and be like, "What? What happened?" And he looks down at the Honda Goober, being like, "Oh, he's dead! Oh, and I didn't kill him! Oh, damn! I can't! I can't believe it! This is absolutely ridiculous!" Well, actually, wait a minute. I I am the now the champion because the Colosseum didn't want him to win. Even the Colosseum turned against him because I am the new champion. And he was just raising his arms up in in uh, in happiness. <laughs> and that's when they start the crowd starts roaring for you. Love it. Yeah, you notice that door starts to move open and starts to move all the rubble out of the way. And like I said, that throne starts to rise up, and then it just comes to a halt. And the throne looks like a throne for the champion. Mm. Gubo's going to um, kneel down and take uh, Honda Gubo's mask as a prize. Okay, Ooh, nice. And then he's going to put it on his shoulder as like a little bit of armor plating mm. attached to himself. So it's kind of like a... And you, see, and you see his face dead. His eyes are glazed over. And it's a red and brown splotched frog who looks uncannily similar to nice. you. You have fought well, Guvu. Probably too well for me, but I'm the one who stands victorious. And I will be the final Guvu in the universe. <laughs> this is but one challenge I have learned much from, and I won't be bested ever again. Arby will uh, walk over to Guvu and say, uh, a better frog would have survived the collapse of the ceiling lights. Exactly. He didn't. He put too much stock in attack and not enough in defense, clearly. Thank you for not interfering, my friend. You are a good friend, and I appreciate you. You are a worthy champion. <laughs> I don't know how much Gubba <laughs> believes that, but for now, <laughs> he'll take the win. <laughs> Love it. I believe this is your throne. Ah, come with me, my friend. We will take the honor together. As you approach the throne, specifically when Arby approaches 
Guvo's in front and it gets close. But then when RV gets closer to it, you notice it starts to emanate that otherworldly violet energy. And you actually seem to see the outline of something that's invisible, but you can start to see it because of the energy emanating. Mm -hmm. And it's a spherical device and sitting, actually sitting at the top of the, of the, uh, of the head of the, at, at the head of the throne. <laughs> Seems like it's balanced there. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? The uh, throne, as you approach it, it begins to emanate this otherworldly violet energy like you've seen before. And at the top of the throne is this, it looks trans, it looks invisible, but you can see it due to the energy around it, like, like flowing around it. So there's some kind of spherical object there at the top of the throne. Okay. Mm. The, it looks about the same size as the, the dent in the other machine. Mm. Yes. Look, look, it must be connected to the thing we need. This is your chance, Harvey. Go and get it. Yeah, I will attempt to remove it, I guess. Hmm? You hold on to it, and the same feeling as before, the familiarity. This is something you've, you're familiar with, but you can't remember. Hmm. And it definitely belongs in that slot you saw before. This is what you were after. This is what you were after. So, GM, is there any way for us to communicate with Pearl during like our time here, or are we left to our own devices to figure the whole thing out? I'd say, yeah, you'd be able to communicate with Pearl. Well, Guvo, I'm not sure if we're supposed to... It would seem that the space station probably should not be awakened. Do we take the orb with us, or do we reconnect it with the ship? <laughs> I leave that decision to you, my friend. <sighs> It's clearly something that uh, you know a lot about. Maybe if you connect with this device, you can understand its potential, even its wants and desires. It is you, after all, isn't it? You make a good point. I will attempt to see if I can interface with this thing. Oh, with the object itself? Yeah. Is that possible? Yes, actually it is. So go ahead and roll a computer's check. 18. Perfect. So what happens is it the circular device in your hand transforms. You see it come into view. And Guva, you see it as well, mm -hmm. of course. It turns into this white spherical device resembling an eye. Mm -hmm. And it has this iris-shaped lens with apertures that adjust themselves to focus on you. And all of a sudden, you and Guva begin to float in place as though you're submerged in water. And everything, all the debris around you begins to kind of float as well. Mm. And the eye focuses on you and says, hello, this is the Atlas AI. <gasps> hello, friend AI. Um, where, what time, what year is it? What, where, what is the directive? Current directive is to put down the, the, the plant destroying serum that will destroy the planet. And then we go to the next one. Deactivate plant-destroying protocol. Oh, understood. <laughs> but, at see, that was a directive um, three millennia ago. It's been quite a while. Um, where, in the eyes looking around, what is this place? Where am I? Draws? Draws. Yes, that does sound familiar. Wait, who am I talking to? Is it myself? It, it, it's looking around and says, you... You are not one of the normal bots that that go around my the around the station. You seem 
much more sophisticated. And your eyes, it looks at your eyes, is very familiar. It is like talking to myself. I am made from an alternate version of the Atlas AI from a space station crashed in an alternate universe. Ah, I I see. You are from uh you are from another dimension. Have you come here to repair me? He's looking around. <laughs> I do not see any of my remains. I believe I have a directive for you. Oh, yes. What is it? I believe you would work well as an exploration vessel under the control of one Ramona Buckler. I see. Then please take me to this Ramona Buckler, and I shall see to it that I become a, a tr- transportation device for this for this one Ramona Buckler. May I ask what that purpose would be for? Exploration and discovery. I see. A noble cause. Much better than what I was programmed for initially for the space race and destruction of planets as we go around. Yes. I seem to like this more than what I was originally set out to do. I've always wanted to explore. And yes, this is fine. Thank you so much. So with that, I would talk to Guvo and I would say, I think I think we take this to the Ramona we met. Mm. But do you think she would use it wisely? I think so. And my hope is that I will have a potential ally against her alternate version. Mm. Good perhaps, point. <laughs> perhaps if she discovers inter, interdimensional travel and she has a space station at her beck and call, she might assist me in fighting against the other Ramona. Mm. And then also, Guvo can travel to different dimensions and kill all the Guvos. I like this idea perfectly. <laughs> Let's do it now. All right, so we're going to take this to the other Ramona Buckler. Mm-hmm. This is, is, is going to get old. confusing. I think this should be Ramona Buckler Beta, perhaps. Hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, this is an alternate version. So we'll have a name for this one. <laughs> Well, I never really, well, maybe I did announce that last name. I think I did. We can come up with, well, we can come up with some label for this nice. Ramona. You was going to wave down uh, yeah. his adoring fans and uh, take some sort of trophy, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah, Billy Cogsworth <laughs> is cheering, is like, that's my friend. Yeah. Uber points at him. Being like, we did it, Billy. <gasps> we did it. <laughs> <laughs> So you take this this Atlas AI to this this alternate Ramona, I'm assuming. Yeah, that would be. I mean, unless Guvo wants to do more here. Nah, I'm good. Um, I would like to do that next. Mm-hmm. So I'll start to wrap it up because we're coming to a close. You take it to Ramona. You give the the AI Iris to Ramona, and she is elated. She's so happy that you found it for her and she's begins working on crafting a spacecraft out of the scrap that she's been working on stuff she gets from the robo waste yard and all around and plants the atlas ai construct iris thing into it and acts as that onboard what would you call um life support life support system and navigate life support navigational system sort of a um 
an infinite energy uh, source of infinite energy. Mm. It's one of those one of those really like otherworldly um all in one encased energy console consoles. So um she's I would also say to her, um in exchange for giving you access to this technology, I would ask that at a future date, if you discover interdimensional travel, you come to my aid to fight against an alternate version of you, which desires to disassemble me for my parts. I can do that. Yeah, that'll be awesome. About I'm not sure what what this thing's capable of. It says it wants to go out and explore and th- go on discovery and exploration. But that's actually like a really fantastic idea. But if that ever comes up, if I'm able to ever able to find your dimension, I'll definitely help you out against this evil Ramona. <laughs> I have I have uploaded my technology signature into the Atlas space station in order for you to find me. That'll work. Okay. Let's go, Atlas. We're off to space. This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> and then it blast off. So the alternate Ramona and the alternate, well, quote unquote, Arby, in this case, this mm. Atlas AI, launches off into space and they go off on their adventure. Love it. And that's that was the threat. <laughs> it was very obvious that 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 one spherical device that had that that potential all that potential energy was the threat. So we'll cut to a real quick um meeting with Pearl after the end of your at the after the end of this adventure after completing the mission objective thank you so much for for finding the threat and d- taking care of it. I knew I could always count on fellow fire breathing kittens here this is your reward she takes you into a room and it's an arcade room she says I specifically picked these out for each of you for Arby it's um, arcade cabinet of Gradius, <laughs> <laughs> and and for Gubu, it's an arcade cabinet of yeah. Gold I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your reward. You can take it with you, and it's for recreation use, or you can, or you can set it in the Fire Breathe the Kittens Guild Hall, collect money. Over oh, time. it takes whatever currency you set that. it to. So you can role play it having. Collected money over time between adventures. That's great. So that's that's the end of that this episode. Joining us today were Guvo. Guvo is now the ultimate champion of two realities, <sighs> and we'll find more Guvos to kill. He has a new purpose in life, but he's very very hungry right now. And Arby. Yippee kaye, friend Guvo. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Bye. everyone. Bye. It's that part of the show where we tell you about a podcast you might enjoy. Have you heard of Emo Dojo, making mental mainstream? John Emotions shares his personal adventures and talks with creatives from around the world. These episodes feature topics like mental health, music, film, art, comedy, and technology, mixed with personal stories and interviews that may shock and amaze you. Check out Emo Dojo, making Mental Mainstream a podcast.